what is going on ladies and gentlemen this is the voices of the black and gold i'm nick chastain your host and of course we got eric and Soso here with us and if you're new here hit that like subscribe notification button so you don't miss anything if you're on twitter come over to facebook so you can interact with us on the chat we love to talk with our people that's in here we love to put up your comments we love to answer them come on over here and join the fun over on youtube and when you're there make sure you hit that thumbs up button for us guys 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 heavily 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 rotated squad in nashville the best defense in major league soccer is what they say that's what all the pundits say right we, we ain't supposed to go in there and get this point but yet we walked away with a point with a heavily rotated squad um it, first time that lafc came down uh came back from being down a point uh hadn't happened this year still got the point eric you're in Nashville. You were there. You were rowdy with the 30, you know, three, two, five, two, jumping up and down. 65 of you guys there. Cool pitcher. How was the experience? Man, you know, anybody here that watching the show that hasn't participated in any away days, they are beyond incredible. You know, we had a great time. Nashville is my first time to the city. I did not realize that they partied as hard as they do there. You know, it's a big music capital. There's a whole stretch on uh, called Broadway Street where there's bars open till 3 a.m. And uh, man, that city parties, Southern hospitality. We had a great time. The tailgate with the Nashville fans was really cool. All the Nashville fans were great. And uh, man, and then we got to we got to yell yell our ass off for for 90 plus minutes. As far as everything, I kind of had to rewatch the game today. When you're with the 3252, you maybe catch half of it, but you know. There's some haters out there. They don't let us take drums into some some uh, stadiums. So it's hard to get everybody coordinating. And, you know, you have to yell together to be loud. So uh, it, all in all, a great experience. You know, if anybody hasn't made it to an away days or with a 3252, it's, it's a great organization to join and support. You know, they have a yearly membership. It comes with a nice scarf. And, you know, once you start getting involved, you start, you know, you start linking up with other supporters at away days and it just turns into a black and gold party on the road. And that's what it was. We had a great time. Bobblehead Walker Zimmerman Bobblehead. Funny that it's going to be on the LAFC day. Only makes sense. Rub it in a little bit more saying, hey, look who we got. You know, so so they're going to hand out the bobbleheads. They're going to try to rub it in our face. But. The 32-52 still showed up, and they were screaming with them, and we walked away with a point. You're on mute, buddy. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, yeah, I think the point was very much welcome, and I really liked the way that we played on the road. Um, at times, I looked at Nashville and actually felt that they were trapped within the Walker Zimmerman mindset. And you saw that when he was subbed out in the second half because of the load management concerns that he basically, you know, was under because of the games with the United States men's national team. So you understand how important he is for that team. And thank goodness that we have the depth that we have that we can go into Nashville with the center back that is essentially a, a starter in CONCACAF for a team, right, uh, and, and and be able to do what we did. So I, I I think this team has certain pillars that all play, like Palacios and, and, and to an extent, um, you know, the goalkeeping position, which has been excellent. So as long as the pillars have been there pretty well, especially on the road, because you saw it, we flexed our – we flexed our depth a little bit, and it looked pretty good. 
right? No, he definitely flexed it and it looked good. I just flashed it up there as you're talking. You know, heavily rotated. We had Buke and uh, and Bozu up there. We had Sifu. Oh, sorry about that. We had Sifu uh, in there. Uh, Duenez, which everybody was really proud of. And then uh, Maldonado. Uh, Duenez, dude, he played amazing, huh? Uruguay. Like, this guy just showed up. An academy of player. Uh, he already scored the first banger for the League 2. Now he's coming in. He's playing really well. He he sort of hung hung with them on this last game. It, it, it didn't look like the it dropped off too much. So I can start seeing him being a little bit more rotated into the squad now. Yeah, I'm really happy with uh, his performance, especially the the second half. I think that it was better, and um, I'm really happy for him and for the academy in general because uh, he's proving that our kids can play. Uh, hopefully yes. this means more well opportunities in general for Ordaz, for Torres, for uh, Leone, because uh, because they have the talent and uh, Duenas is is opening the path for them. Really happy with uh, with how he played, uh, the personality he showed, um, that yellow card uh, he won, <laughs> trying to stop the the Nashville player to to take the the throw in. And those are the the things that that perhaps the, the youth players don't uh, tend to have, but he did, and uh, it shows that he's ready. And hopefully, we we see him more on the pitch because he brings this energy, this this will to play, this hunger, um, typical from from youth players. And really happy, really really happy, because also um, uh, he is our first. Um, let's say established academy product in the first team and that's huge so uh, hopefully this is the first one of, of many many players coming through our academy yeah, and, and his interview was so mature his immature yeah. his uh his interview was so mature for his age he's looking forward he's already has that mindset that you actually need and um i think that's what you need to be able to fit in with this type of group although giorgio and them was like hey man we got to dumb it down a little bit and play like younger i i i think that he has to play up Right. Because he does have these big, big, you know, uh, personalities in that room and, and you have to fit in. You can't cower away. You have to fit in. And uh, it, it feels like he's up for the task. I mean, he was up there with the big boys, you know, playing and, and it, it was pretty beautiful to see Eric. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and the thing with him also is he started with the U-12s, you know, and that's. All, all the guys we've seen already, like, you know, Torres, when he got his minutes and all the other guys, none of them started at that low of a level because, you know, that's six years ago. Six years ago was, you know, right, right around uh, we hadn't even played our first professional game at that point. So he's he's been with the Academy. I know we've talked before, you know, kind of the envy of the league as you look at what Philadelphia has done with theirs. And, you know, uh, Curtains went out and said it's a 10-year project to, to get a good Academy. So we are now about six, seven years into our academy, so we're just seeing the first person really turn out of it. And over the next few years, I think we should start seeing more and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else to add about the Nashville game before we sort of move on? Yeah, I I got one. Yeah. Ted Uncle, man. Like, the officiating. Oh, bro. Why do we get stuck with all this terrible – I mean – we drew the game, and I hate complaining about officiating is the worst thing. But but some of the things that really bothered me when I when I rewatched this game is that one the yellow cards and 
Well, let's start with the the three goal kicks that should have been corner kicks. Three <laughs> shots were deflected, and all three of those got called for uh, goal kicks. You know, for Nashville, zero deflected shots got called for goal kicks. Every single one of those was accurate, but three on ours was wrong. If if it's just poor officiating, like you'd expect to see some consistency, but not on one team. The other <laughs> thing. The, the early Maldonado yellow card was a very soft yellow card. And then if you look at the late hit on Duenas, when uh, when he got hit by a guy, came in late, hard tackle, and no yellow card there, the inconsistency was was very glaring. And I know there were other badly officiated matches, but this one thing that stuck out is the officiating on ours was very uneven, and it's that this sort of thing needs to be better. I mean, <clears throat> officiating is, uh, is a deal here. Between Uncle and Penso, who's the worst? <laughs> I mean, Celso, you know, like uh, uh <laughs> I, I know I know Eric's got beef with uh with with Uncle. So Uncle. it's it's it, by who's the way, it didn't worst, come up though? in the it didn't come up in the press afterwards, no. right? That that the officiating was a factor. No. I didn't hear it, maybe it did. Um It should have though. Because he's I, right. I, he, it really could have been three corners that should have been ours. It, they even say it on the announcer. Uh, they were saying it on, on Apple. Uh, but, you know, look, it is what it is. I think it's it's expected It's expected that the home team gets a few breaks from referees. Uh, now, yeah. what happened in Carson might have been more of a robbery and, and got them their first win. And mm. that is a concerning aspect to me because Josh Wolf was heated up about that game. But. Yeah, as he should be, as he, as should, he should be, because yeah, that it's a that it was a, that was a crazy game too. So, um, so look, man, you know, we always talk. I'm gonna move on away from uh, Nashville because we always talk about LAFC is like just becoming a world game, right? Like they're a world team at this point. Look, we have Uruguay here, Gaston from Uruguay. We have Craig. You know, I, I'm here in Hawaii. We have a lot of people from around that watch this game, and you know, look, I'm all about bringing this community together that's that's one of my things that i love to do most is bring us all together because this is this is what i want to do right I, I i share a passion with you guys and i want us to all share it together and within the twitter community i ran across an account with this guy his name is matt and he kept on talking about lafc but it was weird because he had a red bull hat on and i was like yo this is wild and then i get to doing some research right and he's gonna make this switch over to become an lafc fan he bought him a hat he got the kit and I'd be damned, dude, this dude is going to the CCL game for his first LAFC match. So I said, you know what? I got to bring this guy on. Matt, what's going on, man? Hey, all Thanks for having me. I'm just uh, super happy to be here in a supporting LAFC community. There he is. First of all, first of all, your hat and your kit look sick. Okay. And I do Shame. just have to understand in here how, what made you change from being a Red Bull fan to coming over to join an LAFC? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. So a little bit of backstory on me. I've been a soccer fan my whole life. I moved up to New Jersey in 2018 to, to be with my wife here. And at that point I got really into MLS. I've always been a casual fan, but finally decided to jump in and pick a team. Now, if you're in New Jersey, you have a couple options. You have mm -hmm. NYCFC who play on a baseball field, which is not great, right? And they also <laughs> have some shady ownership. You have the Red Bulls, who at the time was like, Red Bulls, they have a great arena, okay. Or you have Philly, which is a little farther away. So I chose the Red Bulls just arbitrarily. They're the closest to me. They're 30 minutes away. And I have languished as a Red Bulls fan since because it is just ugly, ugly soccer. 
the the ownership doesn't care. There's no real fan community. So while I call myself a Red Bulls fan, I'm just a hardcore MLS fan. And I have there it is. long really desired to have a team where the ownership, the supporters, and the vision all feel connected, right? I think, and that's where I looked to LAFC for a long time, where it feels like it all makes sense. And this is really what I imagine American soccer clubs should be. And so, you know, I've, I've always appreciated it. You'll see my preseason picks. I thought Buwango is clearly going to be the MVP, and I think that's coming true. So, you know, I have, a, I have so much respect for this organization. I felt now is probably the right time to stop being miserable watching soccer and actually enjoy it. And, uh, and Man, right, what's, what did Struber do to you? Man. <laughs> they complete like 100 passes a game. It's, it's just ugly, and I, I feel like it's a completely different game. No, for sure. So, listen, you got your first tickets to go see LAFC at the CCL. This is amazing. Just give us a little backstory on why you chose that game and how excited you are. Man, I just wanted to go to the closest one on the East Coast, honestly. Again, I've been dying to get to a match. I I had two kids over COVID, so I've been really uh, cooped up uh, in here. And I I need to get back out to a stadium. And that was the closest I could could get. And also, I really want to support midweek games. Sometimes they're not Hmm. well attended. So I want to support CCL. I'm a huge CCL fan. So I, I, I just think this is a marquee matchup, right? And uh, I had well, to. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be trying to go again in September fun. when LAFC come on the East Coast to, to Philly again. But this is the first chance I, I had. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Eric? Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the only thing that I was going to say is, one, you know, uh, it's always, I think, going to be a good idea when you go there. Celso and I can speak to this as well. There's been many times where we've gotten into games and we've just kind of like gotten in with a 3252. If you want to go and join them and and if you're ready to like yell for 90 minutes, I'm I'm sure that they're very accepting of everybody. As long as you're gonna lend their voice, they're gonna support you. Uh, that's been our experience with it, and it's a great group, and it's it's not a bad way to spend a 90. If we score, you're gonna leave covered in beer. And we always just say it's like if you if you go home not covered in beer, it means you didn't have a good time. Just you know, that's uh that's all I can say is it's yeah. a great group, super welcoming. And if you go make yourself available and join them, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna take but, you. Yo, yo, Matt, let me let me ask you this though, because this has to be asked because th- we as a community have taken a lot of slack from the other team in Los Angeles, which has all these rings. They say they've been around longer, but the the knock is right. That were the traders that jumped ship. So now you're openly saying, I'm going to jump ship to something that is more appealing here. So you're basically saying this happens out there. And <laughs> I, I mean, talk to me about, like, defend the people that say, hey, you know what? Guess what? I was not, like, you already said, it. I was not a soccer friend. Here I am. You know, I mean, what, what do you have to say about the people that, you know, there's freedom of team choice in 2023 in America, my man? Well, I, yeah, I think it's a great point and I accept it. Right. I, I could totally understand why you would think, you know, it's plastic, it's, you know, inauthentic, but at the end of the day, again, I've, I really have admired LAFC for a very long time. And I think it, you know, there's those MLS 1.0 clubs out there where you might've just chosen because you're close to them. I don't think yeah. you have to suffer with them. Right. I don't, I don't think that you have to, you can look at a club that I think might have the chance to be the first global MLS club. I think LAFC really can. Right. I think there's, the ability, if we win CCL, if you go out and you show well in the Club World Cup, I think like the brand that's being built here, the vision, the stars you're bringing in, I think LA really has potential to be more than, you know, the 
the former MLS 1.0, maybe even 2.0 sounders. I think it can be a lot bigger than that. So I think for anyone else that's out there, you know, maybe you're just not happy with your club, you maybe reconsider, right? I think we're here to have fun and enjoy it. And you don't have to suffer through like Stan Kroenke or, or the Red Bull system. The Dallas Cowboys <laughs> of MLS, you're saying, basically. We're going to be transcendental um, through states. <laughs> Guest on. What, what do you think about that, man? Well, welcome, Matt. Uh, we we are a, a fan base spread all around the world. Hopefully, you can meet um, Craig, for example, who supports LAFC from Scotland. And there's LAFC Twitter accounts on, on Australia, Japan, um Portugal, Brazil, it's it's amazing and, and you've joined probably the best community in the league and one of the best in the world, honestly. I've I've been watching soccer uh, for for some years now, yeah, all my life. And uh, football here in, in South America is, is huge. And uh, LAFC has gotten to the point in which that passion and, and that love for the game has reached that level. So you're not only going to experience the best atmosphere in MLS, but one of the best in, in, in the world, or at least in, in the continent. Um, welcome, man. Welcome. Uh, unfortunately, not, not all of our seasons have been this great. That's <laughs> uh, right. We've, we've had some rough, <laughs> some rough moments in 2020 with uh, Bob Bradley out and, and things like that. Uh, but it's, it's part of, of supporting and uh, it, it's... It's a great experience from one from one point of view because it, it helps uh, growing this this sense of identity uh, with the team, right. and uh, hopefully you can feel as identified as as we do with with this badge with these colors, and yep. uh, hopefully hopefully you can start your LAFC live with a win um, on Wednesday, huge game. Uh, so really happy Tough for one. you, man. Yeah, uh, really way to wrap. One tough one. Yeah. Great wrap up. Yeah, I mean, listen, man. My my thing was is uh, again, I seen your story and I I, I identify with it. I, I I agree with it. I see it. Um, you know, as a person that didn't have an MLS club, I'm lucky that I chose LAFC from the beginning because you know I was a Euro snob. I was that guy, a full on Euro snob, and oh. then made that made the conversion to. I mostly watch <laughs> MLS now, and I'm a yeah. huge LAFC fan that has a tattoo LASC wow. tattoo you understand what I'm saying so like I get it and I'm glad that you chose this club more importantly I'm glad that you're getting to go to this game and I do want to know what is your expectations for this game and what do you think that this score will be and then the outcome of this particular uh, final so uh, I think we'll advance I, I, I rate LASC a lot more higher than Philly due to depth right and so okay Philly didn't rotate this weekend, which I don't know if any, anyone caught that. They played like Alejandro yep. Bedoya played 83 minutes or something, right? And so I questioned that strategy coming in against LAFC, who are uh, certainly more talented of a squad. And so, uh, you know, I do think we'll advance. You know, I, I think it's important to, to recognize that LAFC have been the only club in a CCL, I think, that have gone for it on the first leg every time, right? I think a lot of the MLS clubs, when they're away, have sat back and just tried to survive leg one. And I think LAFC have gone out and attacked each time. So I expect us to do it again. Um, it is going to be rainy, potentially, and a little cold here. So I don't know if it'll be a super high-scoring affair. But, but I'm, I'm predicting either a 1-1 draw uh, or 2-1 LAFC win here. 
Hey man, nice. one one draw. I think LAFC will yeah. take that, right? Like a one one okay. draw will take that. Go back home to the stadium and and BMO and and represent there with our fans behind us. Thirty two fifty two jumping up and down. Uh, that's a great outcome. Two ones even better, but I'll take the one one even. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us, brother. We appreciate it. We look yes. forward to you coming back on the show. I want to hear how the 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 game went. Definitely take some pictures and post them up there, man. You know, thank you all for having me. Thank you, brother. Cheers. Later. I mean, dude, that's just a cool story, right? Everybody's talking about how it's giving them chills hearing them talk about LAFC. I mean, it's it's beautiful, dude. It's cool to see how much how many fans LAFC has around. You know, I'm walking the other day with my wife and I see a woman with the LA hat. I go over and talk to her, find out that she's a friend of Larry Freeman's. I'm like, oh, really? He was on our show. Like, it's just cool cool that you can see that and identify with it. But then to talk to someone that is living in Philadelphia now and, and you know what I mean? But as an LAFC fan, it's just great, Eric. Yeah. And and the the thing, too, is LAFC fans are everywhere in this country. You know, when Celso and I went to RSL last year. Almost half of the the people in the supporter section were uh, Salt Lake based LAFC fans that showed up. When we were in Nashville, there was a whole group of Nashville based LAFC fans that were happy to show up for the game. Um, you know, so I imagine in the Philly area there are going to be LAFC fans in that area who are also going to come out. And uh, you know, the more voices we have at every game, the more our team hears it. And man, I, I think it means a lot to our team when they hear our voices in those hostile environments and they, and they, they hear us, we got them. That's right. That's right. Starting to permeate. Yeah. People, people are starting to know, man. They, they know when LAFC is coming. Right. Uh, so, but listen, I want to ask you guys, man, one, one, he said, or two, one, uh, Celso, where, where do you put that at, man? I heard you sort of surprised on it. What do you think the outcome of this CCL game is going to be? We're going to get into it more with this Philadelphia guy, but let's just talk a little bit about what we think. Yeah, ultimately, I'm actually not surprised at the tie at all. Five games, I, I believe, between these two sides and all four but one ended up as a tie. So it's a, it's always an electrifying affair between two teams. You remember the regular season game at the bank was was a uh, an amazing game where they were up to nothing and LAFC came back to two. So they always bring it. What I was surprised is, you know, whether the weather will be a factor to keep this a low goal scoring affair because it's ultimately have been uh, electrifying high scoring games. You know, so I'm batting that again. I'm batting a 2-2 game, you know, if LAFC plays its cards right. But, you know, it's hard to stop their attack sometimes when they come in. And I believe LAFC will suffer at least one goal, right? But their defense has not been very good either, right? They conceded a lot. And I believe that LAFC will find some spaces to continue that trend, you know, whether uh, their goalkeeper is there or not. He will be. He's back, right? Blake's the back. But, uh, you know, he he, he missed some games. And I know that that contributed to the bad form there. But, you know, again – Always high scoring ties. You know what I mean? I expect more of that. Yeah. Penalties, uh, man. Come. They're coming again, I think. I'm not gonna say. Penalties guest on. I mean, he, <laughs> he said, look, the weather here is going to be bad. It's going to be cold. Yeah. That will be a little bit of a factor for the boys, right? Like yeah, here we are. We're, we're used to some warmer weather. The ball isn't going to roll the same. These are little things that will benefit Philadelphia. So can we keep it a 1-1, 2-2? 
Um, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, uh, I'm I'm not that optimistic, honestly. I, I, so I would be completely happy with a draw. I think we ain't winning. Uh, I can see us losing by one goal, which wouldn't be that bad, honestly. Um, it, it's a really, really tough place to play, uh, being uh, away in Philadelphia. Really tough. The fan base is, I, I hope it, well, maybe it's going to be like, it's a revenge for them. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they have that final in their heads. That's um, fair. The most, most probably they're, they are going to be with all their energies. Then the same with the players, um, uh, a cold weather, um, different field, different um, dimensions. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, I know uh, what, what LAFC is, is able uh, to do, our capabilities. But this is the Champions League, and um, we got to consider that this is a two-leg uh, uh, game, you know? It's mm. not 90 minutes, it's 180. So losing by one goal, uh, if, if you get to score, it's a, a huge advantage uh, in case the, um, the final result is the same, like the total of goals. Mm. Um, so I'm going to go with, a, I don't know, 3-2 maybe for Philly. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a high, high score, high score. game. Oh, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I... we win. Of course, I, I'm not saying that I want to lose. No, of course. I'm just being. You, being you just watch too much Libertadores, so you know yeah, what's yeah, coming yeah. when you go away. No, this guy, I, this I, man I, knows. LAFC is good. I mean, if I if LAFC wasn't this good, I would be saying I'd take. The, the away like, form's been really good. Yes. Like hmm. Yeah. And Philly completely destroyed Alianza from El Salvador, and uh, and they won uh, convincingly against uh, Atlas. So, Atlas convincingly, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, handled it's the Mexican game. side. We did not. Yeah, and, right. and, uh, and Atlas, maybe they are not as good as as Leon was uh, back in in 2020, but it's a Mexican team, and you know how those games are. So. Uh, yep. let's not see. your lap cat not your Canadian yeah. lap cat <laughs> uh, Eric Eric, where are you at on this man yeah so you know just started looking up what the weather right now the weather at 6pm is forecast to be 59 degrees and 50% chance of rain um, you know so I, I think the weather is going to be in a place where I think our boys are going to do pretty good I, I, always, I always want to you know and I think I've misjudged how good our fitness team is and our conditioning team because they did fly back from Nashville. They are flying back to me. It was a bit of a concern, but with the private flights now, and I imagine, you know, they, they're going to get worked on on the plane, you know, maybe, maybe that's overblown. So I think also this is going to be an extremely emotional game. We are going to have to match the intensity. And I think Philly's going to come out with an intensity that we haven't seen from anybody yet this year. They are a good team. They will punish them mistakes. And if we get out of this with a draw, I will be thrilled. Um, I think it's going to be very hard to get out with a draw, but I think it's very doable. Our team is up to it. I think Philly hasn't looked as good as they did last year, although that's more in league play. CCL, they've looked good. So, you know, if they have been saving it for us and they're going to have that consistency, then, then I think it's going to be a real tough battle. But if they don't bring that intensity, if they are not playing sharp and perfect, we we could we could steal a lead coming into home, and then I think I think it's going to be be over. So, okay, yeah, it's it's such a tough. L- l- let me ask you guys this then: uh, 
Kalini. Know about their form at home, but that's just me. George. Kalini. We need Kalini and we yeah. need Tillman. And they yeah. both have been sitting out the last two games. Um, is this, are we worried? Like, should we be worried? I mean, we sort of need them. I, I, in my opinion, we need them for these two games. That's just yeah. where I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm convinced that Tillman has now stamped himself starter and we see the drop off and uh Kalini we need those passes we need the general out there to settle our team down even if it's for the first 30 45 minutes I don't care you know we just need him to settle our guys down um Celso let's start with you man where are you at on on them two I mean is this is this alarming it's always alarming I actually was just wondering what how severe if they are injured how bad it is it you know and now Tillman has we haven't heard two games right and that's very typical LAFC they keep everything under the the hood right and and right. and that's okay because the league doesn't mandate them to do anything differently so why why give it away if your players need rest or not or if they're actually injured Chiellini were covered because you can plug in long with um, Murillo and we know that those two center backs can hold their own really really well and Daniel can, can showed us all that he can play as a third guy so we're very covering the on the on the back right the midfield is the question and I believe Tillman is the game changer for LAFC the one that Philly has not seen the one that has really been working well as a complimentary fourth piece right and we will miss him if he doesn't play the series I do not know what happened I believe that he we will get some questions about his availability tomorrow and it will all be you know good I and I believe he will play and I believe that that's why he missed the last two games you know to just be ready for this one yeah, man, we definitely want to understand what's going on with him because it's always we we've always said the transparency on injuries yeah, yeah. has never really been there. Um, it's always man. been an it's always Polka been an car. LAFC thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it but it's weird how Kalini traveled and then just all of a sudden, you know, ten minutes before well, they, he got pulled, did they feel something in the game? Right, what he was yeah, practicing, he, right? So he kind yeah, of he, was a game he said time he had thing. a little tightness, a little tightness. But then Tillman, he played that game, and then all of a sudden we just didn't see him, and we didn't even hear anything. Like, yeah, that one's no, one's weird even, no one even asked the question. And it's like, yo, bro, you got to ask the question. Like, ask. Well, what the hell is going on with you? Why would he yell the bitch? But we didn't get the question, bro. You know, uh, one of us should have been there. So we should have asked it. Oh. I was intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tell Justin. Uh, yeah, I, I should have run. I did not I need to be there. When hey, I'm but look, man, this is what this is what we also been doing lately, right? We 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 like to have the guys on and talk to them. I, yes. I reached out to this uh, to a Philly guy, Evan. Dude's a cool dude. Has a great following. Loves his Philadelphia Union. So I said, hey, man, you got to come on and join us. We we want to talk to you. We want to find out what you think of this game and uh, put his expectations on here. So let's go on and bring him in, Evan. Evan, what's going on, man? How are you guys? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah. we can hear you, man. We can hear you. Uh, first of all, thank you for joining us here at the Voices of the Black and Gold, man. Of course. Thanks for having me on. We're looking forward to this match come uh, Wednesday. It's a big match. You know, the battle of, uh, you know, a, a redo of the championship, let's just say. Uh, but let me ask you a question, man. You guys played all your starters this last week. Is that a concern at all for you guys? Um, so I was not in favor of that decision, but I think it may have been the right call. Uh, we 
the form in the league has been really bad. Uh, it's been a mix of rotating, injuries, a lot going on. I don't think we've played a game that wasn't in torrential rain all season. Uh, <sighs> and just with everything going on, we needed momentum. We needed to just put goals in. Last year, we were great at scoring lots and lots and lots of goals, and that just hasn't been there. So to be able to get those three goals in a 15-minute span and really get that attack going again, I'll take it over the rest. Okay, that's fair, because you guys definitely put an ass-whipping on them. Ain't no question about it. And it was like goal after goal, and I, I get what you're saying. It was just weird that they all started. It sort of felt like there wasn't much respect on the game that's coming towards Wednesday. And then, obviously, when they do what they do, you're like, okay, I can respect that, as you're <laughs> saying. But it's just like, okay, are they taking LAFC a little lightly and sort of being like, oh, we don't really give a shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, I can assure you this has been the priority since the draw happened. I remember getting home from L.A. and the next day was the draw for Champions League and I saw the bracket and we all circled L.A. in the semifinal and we all knew that's exactly what was going to matter this year. Uh, I would right. be bottom of the table right now if it meant that we were in the final or the semifinal of this competition. And I think Curtin oh, thinks fair. that and we all think that. That's fair. That's fair. See, this game is turning out to be something, guys. You know, you oh, see, yes. you hear people talk Here's about rivalries, and then you notice that a lot of people now have been mentioning LAFC and Philly, and I'm not saying it is, but it has that vibe because of the yeah. championship game, the way that it ended. Now there's like that blood between you know la and philly like mm -hmm. oh no and even even the little banter before the games it sort of gets a little toxic you know and it's like each bit, each side's going after one another <laughs> yeah you know you know what i think is uh when people say that our league doesn't have any drama you know and we see all kinds of people that talk shit in our league and like oh, no drama in mls and you look at that final last year and then you look at this match which is in the beginning of the season and this is like bam right there we have I mean, th this could be one of the juiciest matches of the entire year right here, hitting us in spring. Absolutely. Very early. I remember when the schedule came out uh, for the rest of the year and we saw LA at home for the first time in, I think, four or five seasons. And everyone I know was tweeting about it and texting about it. And immediately <laughs> when you pick your partial games uh, for the partial season tickets, you can't pick the LA game because that's twice the price right now already. Like, that's Ooh. the one game people care about. Not Red Bull, which is the usual. Not NYC, which has become the big rivalry recently. Everyone wants the LA tickets. Everyone wants that game. Is it because we have all the celebrities and stars on the team, like, in the league? Or is it because it's just, really like, y'all just want to whoop our ass? And I know that's a horrible thing to say, but I'm being for real. No, that's it's a good question, a good actually. Uh, it's, definitely a, it's definitely because of MLS Cup. But I will say, I was there the one other time we hosted LA. I think 2019 and it was packed. It was the loudest I'd heard that stadium honestly in years. Cause we hadn't had a home playoff game in eight years at that point. Uh, it was the, yeah, loudest the only reason the I ask. Yeah. Only reason I ask is because when, when they went to Red Bulls, it was like the same thing, oh, yeah. right guys? Like it was for Celso and Eric, when you guys went, it was sold out. Yep. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So the stars draw like um again gareth bale last year was a big draw everybody wanted to go watch him you know it, it was a thing you know and I, i'm not sure how everybody feels about danny boanga this year but he's you know he's the hot number he's year. the hot ticket bro he's definitely the hot yeah. ticket you know, you know? I, I think with what i know about philly fans i think like salt lake when bale was there they broke the salt lake attendance record right philly that's fans, what i meant salt lake. and they're gonna break they're gonna sell out because they want to see us lose you know they're not there to see the <laughs> they're there to see the union 
do their thing, you know. So it's uh, oh, absolutely you got to beat the best. special breed there, man. The a lot of respect to Philly sports fans. Thank you. We don't get oh. that much, but it's appreciated. <laughs> well, I mean, it it's was a, a little vibe. bit of a yeah, it was a good vibe. Go ahead, Soso. No, I was gonna say no. It's it's always a good vibe. Philly brings it. And I, the only question I have is between the two coaches right now, between Curtin and Chirondolo. I'm actually, who do you think has the edge given the ascendance of Chirondolo? And who would you like to see go into the United States men's national team now that we actually have Ooh. a sporting director? Is it going to be one of the two? Or is it going to be someone else? Uh, I have a lot of different opinions on this. Obviously, Jim Curtin is a legend at this club. I mean, he's from Philadelphia. He has less Instagram followers than I do, I think. He's yeah. like such a humble, local guy. His kids played youth soccer at the same club I did growing up. And he's just, he's not this big name manager we brought in who thinks he's better than us. He's 100% part of this club. He's been in some form on the staff, I think the entire existence he built uh, the academy, didn't he? Built the academy basically by himself with a little bit of help. And like sporting directors get chosen with his um, discretion. He has mm. more power than anyone outside of the owner. So losing him would be awful. But at the same time, I'll be the first to say it. He's not the best coach in this league. He may have won the award multiple times. He is not two-dimensional, three-dimensional in the way that I'd like him to be. If we get broken down, if someone gets our number he doesn't recover. He doesn't make changes. He just forces the same formation with the same players. And that's what's like, if you see us lose a game, it's never tight. We always, when we do rarely lose, we get torn apart. Mm, good, so good insight. Oh, I would mm. love to see him take the U S job. So, so what, I think this um, is a little reverse. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, this is a little reverse psychology. So that our coach leaves and you guys keep yours. You know what? Take Jesse Marsh. You know, you guys are all in cahoots like in the EPL and we keep our coaches here. That's how I see that shit. But anyways, go ahead. Well, thing that I've noticed, I want to bounce off you, you know, because I don't watch Philly like you do, but it seems yeah. like Elliot and Glesnes aren't quite the duo they were last season or, or am yeah, I just absolutely. Um, I will say uh, the first—I mean, the first forty-five minutes of the first game of the year, Glasnost was all over the place, and we all made comments of it. And he proceeded to have a great second half, and I don't think he's messed up. I don't think he's missed a step since then. He's been fantastic. He's been in the same form. Elliot, however, has been honestly a shell of himself. Uh, he's made countless mistakes. We've given up half the goals this season entirely on something that's come from him. Uh, I'll. Yes, our outside backs have been different pretty much every game we've played this year uh, with injuries and rotation, but still, he's just, he's not been at the level we expect from him. And I mean, again, we lost five games in 34 last year. We lost four, we lost four of five at one point last month. So the defense has been the biggest part of that. And Elliot, Glestis has been great. Elliot has just not been where he needs to be. Mm, Gaston. Well, um, well, thanks uh, for being here. It's always a pleasure having fans from other clubs. Um, I wanted to ask you about um, Phillies. Um, Philly is a team known for its physicality and yeah. LAFC for its technical ability. Mm-hmm. And uh, you could say they are two completely different clubs, different uh, styles in every sense on, on how the, the, the franchise was built and, and grown. Absolutely. Um, you being a, a Philly fan, I wanted to ask you, because there's um, a lot of, of debates around Twitter and the internet. Um, what's your, your point of view of, of this um, 
phenomenon, let's say, LAFC and how we came to this league and uh, we brought stars, uh, whereas Philly has uh, developed a great academy. You've got some players that were unknown, like Kai Wagner, and then now he's the best fullback in the league. Uh, what's your, your takes on that? Absolutely. Um, I'll say, first of all, LA has done an incredible job at just about everything there is in this league. And I hate saying that, but I mean, they've come in and you've won pretty much everything at this point. You can attract pretty, it's, it's not a hard sell to get people to LA. It's, it's really impressive. And as much as there's been the whole debate on staying within the roster rules and all that, like at the end of the day, you've got like two open young DP slots and you're still you've still got this many players and the way the front office has run that team from the start has been incredible. Uh, I will say I am a fan of a team who we went, um, we went nine seasons without winning a playoff game. And that was in, I think four total playoff appearances. I mean, it took us eight years to even be like a consistent top five, top six team in our conference. And that's three back to back, uh, and then a year and then another Open Cup final lost uh, with no trophies at all. And so part of me is, I think it's just a jealousy thing. I watched a team come in and in half the time win everything we didn't get. Uh, mm. But at the end of the day, it's two incredibly well-run teams. And like you said, LA can bring in the big names and get the contracts. Bale was never going to play in a city that wasn't LA, New York, something like that, let alone for that little money. And props to LA for selling him on that. That's half the job. And then you look at the beauty of the league and you've got teams like us who were, I mean, we're a big market, but we're not LA and we're able to get the Academy running well, our scouting department. We got, like you said, Kai Wagner came for a hundred thousand dollars from the German <laughs> third division. And what a steal. What a steal. none of us had heard of him. Uh, the team he was on got relegated to the German fourth division, which isn't even <laughs> pro uh, that year. And I mean, that now guy's there was fantastic. rumors to the premier fantastic. league. So like $100,000, bro. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, and also you've got Glesnes and, and guys who aren't big names. Um, yeah. and, but, but you've, uh, and, and that's what I find fascinating about Philly, you know, because, and about MLS in general, because you've got these two different teams, two completely different philosophies, and they are one, the best team in the West, the other one, the best team in the East. They played in the in the MLS Cup final, and now they are in the semifinals of of the Champions League, yeah. and and it's the beauty of the game and and what maybe makes uh, the, the the MLS unique, you know, and uh, it's it's one of the things that attracts me the most about this league, and it, uh, regardless of of who wins, it it shows that the U.S. soccer can grow in in many different ways, but that it that it's growing and that that development is is going to be there uh, and, and yeah. keep going. That's the part that LAFC has to get better at. And we're finally getting, we finally got to see a little bit of that this last week with our first uh, homegrown in there. Hopefully we're going to get more, but Philly has been fantastic at it. Uh, Dallas has been really good at it. And these are clubs yeah. that we, that we've got to catch up to as, as far as for LAFC to be, the absolute best that's the truth right like like you said we could bring all these things in but until you start making these young guys uh able to push them on like that i mean a hundred grand to move to be one of the i mean that's that's incredible to hear it really is and it's, it just shows what this league is doing before i let you go man you got to give me a score prediction i understand you're a philly fan so let's just hear what <laughs> let's just hear what you're saying i want to hear your score prediction for this game and then what you believe the outcome will be 
Absolutely. Um, I think Wednesday's going to be a really, really tight game. Uh, weather permitting could be definitely sloppy, physical, uh, like you mentioned. Jose Martinez, I've never seen a game where he plays that is an incredibly scrappy and physical, and I love it. Um, I, I definitely think we'll keep we'll keep our scoring form going. I would be shocked if Bawanga doesn't find one or four at this rate, because every time I look up, he scores two more times. Uh, so I think I would think maybe a 2-1 Philly win, maybe a 2-2 draw in this first leg. And then I've, I said it before the tournament started, I've got LA getting through in the final. To the oh, final. Okay. I just, I'd love to, I think it'll be tight. I think it'll be one goal either way. I I just, I think we might get the better of you eventually, but it's not going to be now. The, okay. There's one hope and it's the injuries. We don't know what's yeah, going absolutely. on with some key of our players right now, like Tim Tillman and Giorgio Chiellini. And if these, you know, you're one injury away from having a true advantage because if all the leaders go, um, I believe Philly, you know, evens up the the match and, and suddenly it's it's whoever wants it more. Absolutely. That's right. Well, Evan, man, thank you so much for coming and sharing your story and being here with us at the Voices of the Black and Gold, man. And, uh, you know, yeah. I wish I could say good luck. I'm not going to do it. But we enjoy you being here. You know, course, I just don't want your team yeah, yeah, yeah. to do good for the next two games. That's all. <laughs> Same team, guys. Absolutely. But, but truth, truth is, is uh, you guys are doing an incredible thing, man. And it is cool that, you know, the, the East and the West have this little battle. And it's cool that you can be here. And thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys, and continue to do incredible things. The, Thank the you, fans, brother. The team, everything. It's so impressive to every other cool. fan in the league. I'll say that. Thank you so much, yeah, man. We appreciate it. Have a great rest of your night, man. You too. What a nice guy. Yeah, dude. What a nice guy. But look, it gives us a little insight, right? Celso and, and Eric and Gaston, like, th this is what we need. What We need yes. these guys to come in and give us a little bit of what's happening within their their club, right? Like, I haven't noticed Elliot has been that bad this year, but I haven't watched as many games. <laughs> uh, we had a comment in here that said, Bell broke him. That's just he what totally broke him. That's exactly what I thought. He's seen those footsteps, and he made some, some guys really take that. He's probably really – you know, distraught about that game. But, I mean, I mean form it's comes and goes. Son. Form <laughs> comes and goes. And it's right now we got to take advantage of that one. Like, like he said, you know, and I, I didn't – I forgot that the draw for CCL was the day after that. And he yeah. was like, they saw the same bracket and circled it, and that was it. I mean, you know, that's – those guys, this has been burning at them the whole time, and they've known from the day after that match that this day would come. Look, that's guys, right. I, I want to say one thing about this it game because I think it's very important oh, whenever I can. Uh, because for me, what's going to be the finding outside of injuries is going to be how the the young guys will play this game. We know that the Carlos Vela's of the world are going to show up and hopefully gives us their contribution to this game. But the four guys, I really want to know, and if they're going to show up, are the twenty-some-year-olds, right, Mister mm -hmm. Cifuentes, Mister Buke, Mister Opoku, and Bogus, which uh, just got okay. here, but it's now getting involved. These four guys have to be contributors. So far, their negative X goals against goals. They're taking a lot of shots, but it's not connecting yet. So I think, Philly, when you compare their young guys with our young guys, there's an advantage there. And if you couple that with the fact that suddenly we have two or three guys that are cluster injury, you know what I mean? We, you know, Akiolini and Atilman, guys have been key for us in, in, in key moments. Moments, we are in trouble. So I'm going to be watching these two key factors for me, the young guys and the injuries on the key players. Eric, go ahead. Eric, yeah, yeah. 
So we, we were talking earlier and then we, we had the guest, but we were talking about Tillman and Cifuentes. And for me on this, I, I saw Cifuentes had, had a much better game uh, two days ago where he drew that penalty. And I thought Cifuentes last game played a pretty solid game the whole way. Like I see him, I see his last couple of games, he's been building on his performances and, uh, and you know, I think he's getting himself into good spots and he's causing some chaos and I, I feel like he's really close to a breakout game, and I'm hoping it's we need it to be next week. But I will not be surprised if Sifu has a breakout game coming up. He looks like he's ready to go. Yeah, Sifu, he looks like he's ready, but, man, I still feel like there's a little bit of a drop-off from him and Tillman, man. I got to be honest. Tillman just is – I don't know, man. I like Tillman's style. I like it a lot more. It, I, I see uh, Sifu's quality. I'm a huge Sifu fan, but if it's if you're going to ask me which one I want out there to start, I hate to say it, I'm going to want Tillman. Uh, Gaston? Well, you know what? Uh, I would actually like to see both Tillman and Sifu start. Instead of Costa? No, wait. Because I think that Philly is such a physical team that if you put Opoku there, you, you're going to kill him. It's, it's suicide because... Uh, Opoku isn't gonna win uh, duels against uh, Wagner or something like that. He's not. He's not. He's not gonna win a a battle against Glesnes or Elliot. Uh, We've seen it in the. You're going four four two. Came in. I'm going with four midfielders. I don't know how Cherundolo is going to place them because sometimes we've seen Sifu as a false nine, as a false striker. I'd like to see something like that. Whether if it is four four two or a four three three with a false number nine, because Sifu is a really physical and strong player. When he is. when he when he gets to put his body in a in a good position, he wins a lot of yeah. duels. And away at Philly against such a physical and aggressive team, it'd be my young my team. choice. Very young team. Yeah, Gaston very, just knocked that up. Jack guys. McGlynn I mean, is nineteen years we're, old. We're Jack McGlynn is 19. And his season, man. It's Sifu season. Sifu season. I sort of like that. Striker. You're gonna see I, I sort of like a 4 4 2 right there. I changed my prediction. If if he does that, I think that we're winning. Well, he's, he's so, not going to do that because he never does formation changes and he, no, uh, yeah. our, our coaching stages. But it it's going nice. to be El Poco up front doing the 4-3-3, and I believe he has to show up because it's how you draw space away to get Boonga in space, right? So that three, that three attack has to happen to, again, give Vela the, the creases that he finds. Hollingshead should play as well. You know, I, I, yeah. I'm... He's another guy that gives us an offensive wrinkle that we lose when Sergi Palencia is down there, despite how well Palencia has played when he's out there. So, man, I'm excited, but just going to be knocking on this young guy thing because they have so many young dudes that are getting minutes. Nathan Herriel, Leon Flack, Perea. These guys are 22-year-old, Nick. I mean... This is what I'm talking about. And they are in the big stage already in that big game mentality while our young guys are still catching the pace, especially the dudes mm. up front. No, it's true, man. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about the Hollingshead comment, and I, I'm a huge Hollingshead fan, but I tell you what, Palencia is someone that I've really enjoyed watching. I like his defense. I'm, I'm like, I'm really into the way that he plays defense. He is, uh, he is that. 
and I'm not being disrespectful, but he is that gnat that bothers you while you're eating, like constantly. Like he is, you see them guys constantly trying to get away from him and mm-hmm. they cannot, bro. He is yeah. all over them. And if we're talking about, and I'm just going back, I know Celso, you're absolutely right. Dolo is going to change it, but I'm just saying if we did do a 442, I want Palencia there as the yeah. other as on the back line because now we're talking about hardcore, strong defense and midfield that it was that wall, and then you have Bawanga and Vela up there just killing it, bro. Like, oh god, uh, yeah, I, I sort of like that a lot. I think I think he rested Hollingshead and he rested a Poku Goat for a reason. You know, mm. Poku Goat's been playing everything, and I think specifically Poku didn't start because he's going to be starting on Philly. And I also think Hollingshead is starting as well. He likes, I think he likes Hollingshead and Wagner. And Hollingshead is a much bigger threat on set pieces on an away game. And I think set pieces are going to be highly valued. Also, Hollingshead, he just is a more physical player. And I think with this game, so I I think those two are going to be starting. Okay, so let me ask you a question. What do you think your three is? Because everybody's putting up what they what they believe their three is. And I gotta be honest, Poku isn't in there a lot. It's it's a lot of Vela, uh, Bawanga, and um, and uh, Bogu, um, Buk? Bogus. Bogus. Mateus Bogus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Bogus. I mean, he's bigger. He. He is a little bit more of a physical player, but I don't think it would it would be the best scenario for him to to start against Philly away. Uh, I don't think he's um, that used. I think it has to be LFC a poker. system. It is. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I said, I would play Sifu, but if it's uh, one of the of the three wingers, Opoku yeah. is the the choice for me. He's got that um, that 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 explosiveness. That Buke has has yeah, but he hasn't shown a great finishing. And then Bogus, uh, maybe maybe for the second leg when he's more used to the system. Yeah, but now he started now too slow for me. He started too yeah. slow for me during the end of the game. He I started seeing some really good things that I like, some runs. I was like, okay, I like that. At the beginning, him and Buke looked bad to me. I, I tweeted out people. I don't think they were digging it. They did not look good. I know Buke is uh, Justin's guy. Buke has not shown me much of anything right now. I'm not trying to come down on the dude, but he he is showing his he's showing his age right now, and he, he does every. I don't want to put it out there, but you just said it, so I'm going to go with you, Gaston. You're the reason that if the if it happens, we're going to blame you. But it's, it's my it quote. Is, yeah, it is worry. saying a lot of it's showing a lot of Brian Rodriguez right now, man. And I don't want to say it, but it felt like that this last game, Eric. I, you know, I think I think you got to look. He's a young developmental player, whereas Brian was brought in as a DP. You know, like yeah, a star. first yeah. day starter. Um, I do think. Bogush had a beautiful pass to be to Biuk that Biuk put over the bar. Biuk should have yeah. put that on frame. I think a more mature player would have put it on frame. And you always kick himself, but that that pass from Bogush was absolute class to to get onto that foot. Um, I, as far as the front three, I think it's, it, it has to be Carlos Vela, Denny Buanga, and the Apoku Goat. I think that has to be our front our starting front three, and there's no other starting three. 
Yeah, Celso. Agree. Yeah, Agreed. no, you got to put the, the three of them there, and uh, Opoko has to show why he is the starter. This is his right. game. This I expect game. a huge semifinal from him because he Oof. someone has to be the difference maker, right? Yeah. It cannot be Kellen Acosta on a free kick and you know uh, someone on a corner kick, which is how he scored yeah. twice against them. It has to be something else. All right, let me ask you guys a question. I know we're running out of time. We're going to go just a little bit over, but I have to ask a question. What did you guys think of Buke? Uh, this last game. I'll start because I was like, oh no, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Also, yeah, I'll start because I was last. You know, just close it out. I was gonna say it anyways. Stipe had the 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 poke right that that generated the the goal. So he's hustling yeah. and he's trying to do what his coaching staff is telling him to do. I okay, he's young, but there's younger guys in this league than him, and he was already playing at a very high level in Croatia. So I don't buy the youth, but I buy the cultural adapt. You know, the guy needs at least 20 games and a year with this club to 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 begin being himself again because of the cultural adaptation aspect of this thing. But I don't I don't call him I don't I'm not call not gonna call him Brian Rodriguez yet. Brian Rodriguez had way more chances than him, and if you compare the statistics at least between him and Opoku. Opoku has not been that much better, right? So, you know, we, we hope to get a spark. We put one or the other and, you know, the, the result has been the same. So to me, I have not seen an improvement, but it hasn't been that much worse uh, or better than Opoku himself. Mm, Eric? For, for me, um, you know, I, I think he has a lot of potential, but he, he is not one of our best three. He's number four in the depth, which means, you know, he, so we, I expect out of him what I expect out of number four in the depth. He, you know, he has time to develop. He is newer to the league, as Celso said. I think one of the things that that he has struggled with is one on one versus defenders. I think he does he he needs to figure out how to win more one on one battles with defenders, or he needs to figure out how to move the ball somewhere else if he's not, you know, if he's that's not his bread and butter. So I think he needs to kind of figure out how how he is how he fits in the best with the team so that he can adjust his play to be that one out of 11 players on the team. And, uh, you know, I think it'll take some time, but luckily we have three guys ahead of him in the depth. So it's, it's not something he has to do tomorrow. So I, that's I right. He's that, young. He's yeah. young. He gets to grow into it. We try to let Brian grow into it. We try to let, uh, Poncho grow into it. We've let some guys come in here and grow to it. It's got to go and assist in MLS, man. It's not that bad. You know, look, look, they're saying, look, give give him one full season, Nick. Give him one full season, Gaston, before y'all start saying, hey, he's like Brian. Come on already, guys. It's true. No, but wait, because when I said that he reminded me of Brian, I, I didn't say it. I didn't mean it in a bad I forgot way. you love Brian. Oh, I, did. I, 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 I rate I Brian Rodriguez uh, yet. Um, I mean, uh, he reminds me of Brian because you can see that ability. You can see that talent. You can see uh, that explosiveness uh, when, when he gets the ball. But it's the, it's the, the final product that, mm-hmm. that lacks. The same with Brian. And, and I trust them as, uh, both uh, as much as each other. Uh, I didn't mean to say that... that uh, Buk is a, is a failure or a or a or a flop. Not at all, because I rate Brian. I so, <laughs> so um, I I hope he he succeeds. Of course, uh, he was uh, nominated for the Golden Boy, uh, which is a award for the best youngster in in Europe. So the talent is there, and 
Buanga's first games with uh, with LAFC were sort of like this. He wasn't as good as he is right now. Buanga had a preseason with the team. He had time to adapt to the city in, in those mm. months between the seasons. Um, and, and now he's a beast. And I think right. that hopefully the same things happen happens with um, with Buk. The thing is, um, Buanga had more experience and was more of a mature player than Buk. So maybe uh, Stipe is going to need more time. Uh, but I hope that he that he succeeds. Of course, Opoku is probably going to be gone uh, in 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 the winter. Uh, no, sorry, in the summer. It's winter for me, uh, summer for you. <laughs> uh, because uh, Bogart, uh, Tom Bogart reported that there were some contacts from Europe and Opoku is, has the talent, has the quality to go to the big leagues. Oh, man. So uh, it wouldn't surprise him. It's starting to, to play go. like it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, uh, he's going to have a redemption game, hopefully. I'm really but hoping yeah, so. It's starting really man. slow, but, but guys. Buke has the talent. Bogus has the talent. They got to get used to the system. MLS is really, really different to any other league. Uh, you've got these long travels. You've got different um, uh, fields. You've got turf, which isn't normal in, in, in most leagues in, in the world. Uh, well, so, so, you know, baseball, in, in Brazil, got baseball in field, got everything <laughs> joint. But yeah, so, the, the the talent is there, and as yeah. long as the talent is is um, in the player, it's a matter of time. Yeah. Well, man, this has been fun, guys. I've enjoyed it. Big game come Wednesday. Thank you all for logging in, joining the conversation over here in the comments. We've had a ton of comments, a ton of views. Thank y'all so much. Make sure you hit that thumbs up, guys. We need the thumbs up. The thumbs up are helping us a lot. Uh, just getting our content out there for everybody that listens to LA, uh, wants any LAFC content. So we appreciate the help from you guys and appreciate you coming here and supporting us and and. and and showing the love like you do, man. Uh, we are here for you guys to bring the content and, and LAFC as much as we can and from other teams to you. Uh, that, that's our whole thing of what we, what we want to do, right? Uh, Gaston, thank you for being here with us, man. It is always a pleasure to have you here, dude. Celso and Eric. Eric, I know you're on your road trip. You better be safe yeah, out there. I didn't there. even know you were going to be here. What I'm are so you, lost. Eric? Oh, right now. Where I'm are you, Eric? I'm in New Orleans driving home. So uh, that's right. He's in New Orleans. He's going to go over. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I have uh, cousins in Georgia. We stopped and saw and then driving here. And then we're going to drive back just to make it the Houston match, but that's pushed back. So we went to Nashville and New Orleans in the same. I would never go back. I would just stay party. I've never (laughs) been here either. Yeah. First time. It was a great city. Glad Good you have fun. You, Glad that you got to go and uh, celebrate with the 3252 in Nashville, oh. man. It looked like a great experience, and I'm glad that you got to go and and uh, see where your old your old buds from, you know, Tennessee side. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Later, LA is black and gold. Appreciate all you. Thank you so much. Let's have go. a great day.